Hello there, friends. Welcome back to the Happy Habit Podcast. I'm your host, Matthew. On this podcast, I like to talk health and well-being. We do so every Monday and Thursday. 330 plus episodes in the archive. Lots and lots of great interviews, lots of terrific topics. And I cover loads of self-help books and popular self-improvement books in the archives too. So do feel free to check out any of the previous episodes. Like, subscribe share with people who you think might enjoy tuning into a podcast episode or two. And if you're getting value from this series, please, please leave us a positive review. It really does help us out immensely and helps us reach more people just like your good self. The great Plato made many observations during his lifetime, but rarely was an observation of his as impactful as that of his thoughts on happiness, when he said a happy person is the person who makes everything that leads to happiness depend upon themselves and not upon others. If you want to be happier or more content in life, it really is down to you, your thoughts, your emotions and your habits. And habits make us who we are. We are literally what we repeatedly do. But this works for both good habits and for bad habits. If we engage in bad habits on a daily basis, it will inevitably affect our thoughts, our emotions and our behaviours in a negative way. But how do we know if the habits that are part of our daily routine are bad for us and negatively impacting upon us? Well, let's list a few that we can be aware of and eradicate from our lives. Number one, stop complaining. Yes, I know it's something a parent might say to a child, but it is sound advice, even if you're over 18. Here's why. Human beings have walked the face of the earth for tens of thousands of years. And at no time in our history has humankind enjoyed more prosperity, health and wealth than we do right now. Yes, that's even in spite of the recent pandemic and all of the wars, inflation and the impacts of climate change at the moment. Your ancestors, even as recently as 60 or 70 years ago, had no electricity, no TV. There might have been running water, but as was the case with my own mother when she was a child, the only toilet in the house was actually in an outhouse at the bottom of the garden. Our ancestors didn't have mass transport. They certainly didn't own a car. People worked long hours, often doing the one job, day in and day out for life. And that life was often cut short by illness. The staggering numbers of women who died in childbirth, and equally so the numbers who succumbed to dying in their teens and twenties due to a lack of dental hygiene. Yes, people literally died because of their teeth. Previous generations didn't have the internet and access to limitless amounts of collective human knowledge and the opportunities it provides today. So that is the reality for the majority of people alive today when compared to their predecessors. In 2022, according to the World Bank, 9% of the world population live in poverty today, earning fewer than $2 income per day. That equates to 719 million people living on the breadline who are not sure of where their next meal will come from. Now, I'm not telling you all this to shame you, but to highlight 
to you that if you have a roof over your head, a regular wage and have enough income to actually start saving some money, then you are luckier than 719 million people alive now and you are luckier than most people who have lived in human history. If you have your health and are surrounded by friends and family, then you really have hit the jackpot. And yet people still complain, which is the worst of bad habits to have. Because it is so unnecessary. Because complaining is based on a lie. When we complain, we ignore what is right in front of us. We negate the riches of our actual lives. It's like it doesn't count because we are so focused on other things that lie outside of our possession. When you engage in a habit of complaining, of seeing fault or seeing the glass half empty, you set yourself up on an unconscious level to seek out things that resonate with a glass half empty mindset. You become primed to complain at any given opportunity. Complaining about what isn't right for you in that moment, complaining about what you don't have, complaining about what you wish you had, but doing so reinforces an unhappiness bias in you. It face palms the reality that you are in truth incredibly blessed, but you chose to ignore that. And in doing so, you make yourself unhappy. Number two, stop living a safe life if you want to be happy. Safe in this context means familiar. It means dull. It means life without challenge. It means comfortable. You know the saying familiarity breeds contempt? Well, when we continue to do what we've always done, when we stick to our old familiar habits that don't exercise us, that don't test us, that don't enable us to push our boundaries, we develop contempt towards ourselves and our lives. We become imprisoned by mundane routine and we become unhappy because life is stale. And we know we are the reason why. The incredible thing about the human brain is that it's made to adapt to change. I've spoken before about the wonders of neuroplasticity, where the brain masters new skills and experiences by literally changing the neural pathways in the brain. It's what the brain was evolved to do. So when we deny the brain the chance to change and grow new pathways, we are really not using our brains as they should be used. We become stale, uninspired, bored. We become restless, unhappy because we lack drive, lack purpose and we lack progress. How often have you been reluctant to do something because the thought of change and the effort and challenge involved scared you? And so you stayed in your comfort zone. Comfortable but miserable. Happiness lies in habitually doing new things. It lies in change. Not in the same old, same old. Because when we embrace change and when we challenge ourselves, we prove to ourselves that change is actually good. That routine that luxuriates in comfort is actually bad for us and is one source of our unhappiness. Now, that's not to say that taking risks and stepping out of the norm for you won't result in pain. Sometimes it absolutely will. There's no point in sugarcoating it. But trying and failing is so much better than never trying at all. Plus, using the information we gain when we do fail, when we do push our boundaries, when we do embrace change, using it 
to our favour the next time we attempt something is the route to real satisfaction, joy and happiness. Number three, stop judging yourself by what you have achieved or indeed by what you haven't achieved in life. Look, when we set our minds to achieving something and we put in the hard graft to accomplish it and achieve it, it feels great. We feel great. Our confidence soars in that moment. But an achievement doesn't equate to the sum total of our identity. We are so much more than that one achievement. In fact, we are so much more than the total of the multiple achievements of ours combined. In the same way, we can't define ourselves by what we haven't achieved, because we are so much more rounded and complex than those things we haven't achieved. There is so much more to life than accomplishing feats. Yes, by all means, set targets, have goals, aspire to doing new things, exciting things. But don't hang your identity entirely on their completion, because the danger is if you do, you will feel a sense of worthlessness and unhappiness if you don't get the outcome you desire. Number four, ditch your desire to control everything. Trying to control what you cannot is a surefire direct path to unhappiness because it will bring with it frustration and resistance. You are familiar with the term control the controllables. In other words, focus only on what you have the power to affect. To take a really simple example, Say you're running your first 5k in a month. Between now and then, you can control your training plan, when and how often you train. You can control your nutrition and diet, your sleep, but you can't control how many people will be running on the day. You can't control the traffic en route to your race, and you cannot control the weather on the day. What you can't control can be a source of anguish and unhappiness to you, if you allow it to be. Instead, accept what lies outside the boundaries of your control and focus on what you have the power to affect. If you do this, you will be far more happy in the long run. And this applies to everything else in life. Focus on what you can control. Leave the uncontrollables to look after themselves. Number five, stop waiting for things to happen for you to be happy. Happiness can't be conditional. I'll be happy when this is a fast-track way to frustration, impatience and misery. I'll be happy when I meet that partner. I'll be happy when I have that house. I'll be happy when I get that job. You simply cannot make your happiness conditional on something happening that you can't control outside of yourself. Because, well, you could be waiting a long time before it happens. That's if it ever happens at all. And even if you do get that job you craved for, it may not be all it was cracked up to be. But in the meantime, you have suspended your happiness for weeks, months or even years. If you want to be happy, it must be unconditional. You must be ready to be happy today with what you have right now. This doesn't mean to say you can't have goals or desires, but hanging your happiness on their accomplishment when you have no control over them is a very risky strategy and one which puts your happiness on hold and no accomplishment is worth doing that. Number six, if you want to be happy, then stop obsessing about being perfect. Focus on progress rather than perfection. 
When I think of perfection and try to explain that it's a flawed concept, I like to use Mother Nature to illustrate my point. As extraordinary as Mother Nature is in all its natural splendour and complexities that evolved over millions and millions of years, nature isn't perfect. The Darwinian idea of survival of the fittest is where organisms best adapted to an environment are more likely to survive and reproduce. This resulted in those plants and animals that didn't quite make the mark, that didn't quite adapt, being bred out of existence. In essence, they were more flawed than the organisms that survived to pass on their genes and evolve. The very existence of flaws in nature suggests an absence of perfection. And so, if perfection doesn't exist elsewhere in nature, then it's unreasonable to presume you should aspire to being perfect yourself. Nothing is perfect. Ignore completely the curated, filtered nonsense you see in marketing campaigns and in the media. It's a lie. Perfection simply isn't possible, and accepting this will divest you of the pressure to be perfect and the unhappiness when you fall short of the perfect standards you set yourself. Number seven, if you want your happiness to flourish, go outside. I recall talking to a psychologist a while back who said that when people feel low, their worlds become smaller. She meant that these people retreat into themselves, away from other people, activities, events and the world at large. The irony is that the act of retreating is exactly the opposite of what we need to do when we feel low. I'm not suggesting that we don't need valuable me-time to process emotions, thoughts and life events, but ultimately we operate best when surrounded by other people, and this can only happen when we take an active part in life. And this won't happen when we shut our front door to the world. We also know that when we go outside and into nature, we are returning to the environment where human beings have spent 99% of their evolved history. So when we go to the sea or the forest or into the outback, we are going back home in a sense. Nature balances us far more than numbing ourselves indoors with technology ever will. So embrace people, embrace being one with the world if you want to aspire to being happy. Well, thank you for listening to this edition of the Happy Habit Podcast. If you enjoyed tuning in to these episodes, please like, subscribe, share and do leave the podcast a positive review. Until next time, stay happy. Mm-hmm.